Ladies and gentlemen, your legend is here. Oh man, it says that your legend is here. He's actually very, very far away. And you know the myth though, uh, that football players do not make good coaches. We kind of hear this all the time, but hey, I can tell you that this man right here is dispelling that belief. A fantastic player during his playing days. I mean, who would ever forget him as that stocky, blonde-haired, energetic lad playing for Bidvers Wits or even playing for Kaiser Chiefs, even playing for Bafana Bafana as well. Well, I doubt the Bundesliga fan, fanatics, though, would ever forget his exploits. Uh, well, he did the damage, trust me. At Stuttgart, he did it. Borussia Mönchengladbach, he did it. Karlsruhe, he was able to do it there as well. Well, he's turned out to be a solid coach. Your guess is as good as mine, right? Bradley Connell, all the way from... Where, where are you at the moment, Bradley? Rob, it's very, very far away. New Jersey, um, just west of Manhattan, um, out of New York. So, yeah, it's great, uh, great to hear your voice, Rob. Um, you know, when you said the legends is here, I'm still waiting. Like, who's joining us on the show, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it is that same humble mm-hmm. legend that is in New Jersey. Uh, oh, man, you know, Brad, I, I, I watch, I almost said you're president. I don't even know if you claim him to be. I watch that every night. And I'm in shock and disbelief that over almost 50,000 people in America have passed away. And yet, I don't think we've actually absorbed the magnitude of all of that. I mean, how are you doing? It's pretty scary stuff, Rob, for sure. You know, But I can assure everybody and all the listeners out there, I'm not uh, yet injecting myself with any dental or bleach or, or anything to that extent. You know? Sunlight. <laughs> it hasn't got that bad uh, on, on our side just yet. So, I mean, yeah, the numbers are alarming. I mean, 260,000 positive cases in New York, 100,000 here just across the, the Hudson in New Jersey and our sort of state, um, uh, 5,000 dead in and around my area um, you know, and within my specific town. Uh, there's only been four uh, fatal cases. So, you know, where I'm living, uh, you know, um, it seems to have uh, just hit uh, aging nurse- nursing homes. Um, mm. So it still seems predominantly dangerous in, in those areas. But, uh, yeah, it's alarming, you know. So we just stay at home, stay on lockdown. It's been now uh, six weeks um, operating out of home. And as a coach, it's the worst possible place to be. You know, we love the smell of the, you know, the clean-cut grass and, the, the interchanges or the exchanges with the players. And so we've been trying to experiment and, and trying to be a little bit uh, proactive and, uh, yeah, getting our players on board with certain uh, initiatives that we've been doing now over the past six weeks. Just give us an update, though. How far into the season were, were you? Yeah, I mean, we've only played two league games. So, um, you know, we got off to a decent start. To uh, The opening day, we, we beat Cincinnati um, you know, so it was a vital three points at home. And then uh, we went on the road a week later to Salt Lake and at altitude and a long travel and what have you. We, we came away with a point there. So four points from the first two games. Um, pretty happy with that. And we felt we were in a pretty good space. You know, we, we let go of uh, our captain, uh, goalkeeper last season and our record goal scorer, Bradley Wright Phillips. Uh, we let go of our two most influential players. 
um, but we felt felt it was time to move on uh, from these guys, you know, and, and again inject a bit of youth in our system, of which we pride ourselves in, and uh, we felt we were, you know, we put a lot of hard efforts and work into into the new system that we've implemented in uh, in the preseason. So, yeah, things uh, things were looking rosy, um, and then and then obviously came the the lockdown again. So we're going to have to, you know, implement a, a new preseason phase. I'm sure at some point. Um, go on the road again and uh, knuckle down and, and get the boys fit again. But uh, they've been amazing. They've been doing their independent training, downloading the app, and, and uh, for us being able to track it, we've been doing live sessions via Zoom and uh, and what have you, so tactical uh, individual development as well as our uh, group exercise uh, development with, with our fitness coaches. So, yeah, it's been pretty good. But how are you finding that, though? Because I know the frustration, and we, I keep asking everybody, it, it's just that wherever you are around the world, whether it's a German Bundesliga or some of the guests that we've spoken to are here in South Africa uh, within the Premier Soccer League, everybody's got a different approach, a different level of frustration in terms of what they've got to do, whether it's Zoom or sending out, uh, uh, you know, whatever workout programs for the players yeah. there's a level of frustration and you said it up front you said not being out there having that smell of the fresh cut grass etc is what is missing but how are you finding the cooperation from the players yes yeah, been excellent listen there's no blueprint uh, for this exercise you know it's something totally unique to everybody and uh, i don't think uh, we've ever experienced this type of uh, working scenario so we you know we have to be a little bit um creative in, in certain ways and yeah i mean the players respond uh, to everything we've had maybe one or two guys who've been a little bit wary to go you know we're pretty fortunate we can still go out and do some runs um, we just have to maintain the social distancing um, but we can still go out for a run if, if the need arises but we've had one or two guys who felt a little bit uncertain um, about coming home and maybe infecting babies you know their newborn babies and stuff so they've stayed at home they've uh, we've had bikes delivered to these guys and what have you. So they've done it all. Um, you know, they've, they've done the workload uh, in, in other in other exercises and activities. But uh, like I said, again, there's no blueprint. So, yeah, well, one team has given, you know, off. The other team's been cranking since day one. The other team has tried to, uh, you know, phase in different certain um, uh targets uh, for certain workloads and, and uh, certain weeks. So, yeah, we've just tried to find a, a balance and, and through our network and, and uh, resources, we've managed to, to come up with a, a shared program, obviously, with our big brothers in, in Germany and in Leipzig. Um, so, yeah, we follow, follow different protocols. But here, I must say, with the league being governed, uh, you know, it's a single entity, so everyone's got to be on board with the same measures and the same uh, the same practices in terms of how much time you're letting your guys do what and uh, uh, what sort of freedom are you giving your guys? Is it group training? No, we're not allowed to do group training yet because obviously with our state being hit the hardest, uh, other states, maybe Kansas City or what have you, or maybe not as hardly a hard hit. So they could actually gain an, uh, uh, you know, um, an advantage uh, by training now, maybe in their small groups already, whereas we, we still isolated. So, you know, the, there's all these different parameters that uh, are way above my pay grade in, in dealing with all these type of things. So, yeah, and and the players' union has a big say in this league as well. So, um, you know, it all works uh, in accordance with the guidelines and the CDC and uh, the MLS, and then it filters down through the players' unions. And then, obviously, we're we're allowed to then work with the players at a certain time. And at the moment, we're not sure when that might be. 
But it almost seems like yesterday, though. I will take more questions. Uh, I'll chat further with Brad after the break. Uh, but yeah, feel free, 0605842250. Like I'm saying, it seems like yesterday. I mean, it's what, three years now uh, till the time when he was announced as the New York Red Bulls assistant coach back in March of 2017. And here we are now, you know, just uh, past March uh, towards the end of April. And he seems to be enjoying life. Uh, I want to ask him about just really being content about uh, football and the structure and being in America and where American football is. And then we'll rewind and talk about the past and his football that he was playing right here in South Africa. Uh, see on Twitter already people asking so many different questions. Remember, it is a Friday. We let our head down slightly. And of course, this time we do it all the way in New Jersey. Mr. Robert Marawa, I've learned from Radio tonight. none other than Bradley Carnell. Uh, probably the question I'd love to ask Bradley is that while playing his trade in Germany, which was his toughest opponent, and how did the move to Germany came about? Bazin Kanana. MSW, good evening, Rob, and good evening to the coach, Bradley Canel. Uh, I remember those two goals in the BB Top 8, where he scored against Brian Baloi. I think he had just turned 18, if I'm not mistaken. Rob, can you please ask Bradley Canel, what really happened during that day? That night when Orlando Pirates lost 6-1 to Supersport United. I mean, the first half Pirates was a different team. They were, they even scored. And then second half, they completely fell apart. What really happened during halftime in the dressing room? Because it seems like Orlando Pirates came back a very different team. Thank you. Sandy left from Katlehong. Hello there, hello there, Robbie. Uh, we have a legend there, Bradley Canel. Uh, Robert, uh, I want to ask him one question, Robert. In his playing days in our league, there were so many white players playing, but now there is no many players of white color. What's the problem behind that? The Nimoro Solo Sport, Rastenberg, Shap Shap. Uh, good evening, Rob, and also good evening to Mr. Canel. What a legend that you have there. Uh, Mr. Carnell, I always wanted to ask you this question. Uh, why don't you have any South African player playing for you that side? Is it that difficult for you to recruit our players or what? And if there is a player here in South Africa that you would select, which player would you select? Mudise Fomotlake, bye-bye Robert, bye-bye. Hey, hey, Mr. Marawa, good evening to you and the coach, Bradley Carnell. Hey, that man, I will never forget him, especially when he knocked out Brian Baloui and Neil Tovey. Oh, I can't remember it was um, Bob Seifi or Top 80, but I remember he... But anyhow, thank you, thank you, thank you, Tarop, for bringing in the legend and the coach, Bradley Carnell. I used to love him while he was at Chiefs. Thank you. Great player, Zeta Rob. One on one with football's living legend. Ladies and gentlemen, your legend is here. Love, lots of love, lots of love coming through for Bradley Connell, who's all the way in New Jersey, United States of America right now. And before we take any of the questions that you did pose to Bradley, hey, lots of love, hey. Lots of memories that are coming through. Let me give you a bit of breaking news. While we were on the break, uh, the news just popped up here uh, saying that the Eredivisie 
So, as you know, that's the top tier of football in the Netherlands has been abandoned for the season with no title, winners, and no team being relegated. So there it is. Eredivisie, done for the season. No title winners, no teams to be relegated. And obviously the national government banned the major events until 1st of September because of coronavirus. Uh, oh. So according to the football governing body, KNVB, is saying that it's become impossible to play out the 2019-2020 season. And at that stage, Ajax have been leading the table uh, from AZ Alkmaar on goal difference with nine games left, uh, but will not be named champion. So both Ajax and AZ Alkmaar um, will go into the Champions League qualifying stages of ratified by UEFA. So, wow, Bradley, a bit of breaking news while I've got mm. you on hold. What do you make of that? That's unbelievable. That's torture. Just hope it doesn't filter over through to the EPL that Liverpool, you know, won't be hey. denied of their title. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's really crazy. Insane. Insane. I mean, like I said, these are unprecedented times, you know. There's no blueprints and... Uh, Obviously, with the areas that we see there taking a stance and, and doing what they feel is best uh, for the league, for their players, and I think the safety of all the fans, and I think that's first and foremost. You know, uh, if they, they feel strongly about that, then uh, obviously they have reason to believe, and, and hence the, the consequences and the decisions that they did. But, yeah, it's heartbreaking for any player. I mean, these are milestones and memories, you know. Sure. Uh, little Johnny, who's the biggest fan of Ajax now, thinking about now his first memories of them winning the league, and... So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's really impactful on, on everybody. It's crazy. But you know what it is, though, Bradley? It's about a decision being made and being taken. They're taking uh, leadership of it here because uh, I've mentioned the two top that are going to be going to the Champions League. Third place, Feyenoord, uh, seem to be finding themselves qualifying for Europa League at the group stages. And both the fourth place, PSV, as well as Willem second, entering the uh, qualifying stages of the, uh, of the competition. It looks like the Eredivisie women have also been cancelled without a champion being named, uh, with the Champions League place being awarded to the league leaders at the time, which was PSV, while the second place, Ajax, enter the qualifying stages. So these are decisions that, you know, they don't just wake up and implement, uh, they've been hard thought. Yeah, I think uh, there has to be certain uh, scenarios that they go through from day one, you know, and the longer the week, every week that this goes on, um, they they kind of go through their to-do list items and they say, can we still complete, you know, a series of games up until this point? Can we? And there's all sort of uh, uh, shockwaves that happen for every decision after that, you know, Um I, I can just say, like, within our league now, you know, they still tell us if we get back to playing by maybe mid-June, end of June, we can still fit in another 32 matches, which would complete our, our season for this year. But every week that goes on, now they have to come up with a plan B. So is it now only East against the West? You know, is it East Conference teams in their own little league uh, and the West Conference teams in their league? So... You know, for every week, for every decision that gets delayed or either not taken at a certain time frame, there are other ones that impact uh, the next chain of events. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, they, they have their reasons and uh, they must have uh, found that to be beneficial for everybody concerned. So you have to respect that. I mean, you can't even think of that when you've just played two games. Uh, they, they, there's not much to read into that. So it's going to be quite interesting, uh, generally worldwide, what kind of decisions uh, are being taken. Uh, I believe lots of questions yeah. are coming through on our WhatsApp voice notes, uh, Brad. And we'll take mm -hmm. a lot of those. We'll take some calls. I've got a couple of questions as well uh, that I've got 
going to throw at you, but also celebrating uh, the long, hard journey that you've endured as a footballer and also celebrating the fact that uh, you've had a solid three years in the U.S. and you haven't looked back. And um, I just think that, you know, you've been such a, a great ambassador uh, of football, especially as a South African uh, being over there and how difficult it was when you had to say your goodbyes aside. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, all the frustrations of you driving late down to the <laughs> south late at night after a hard shift of doing Champions League football and then waking up the next day. And, oh, I mean, there's so many stories to be told, yeah. But, yeah, I'm just glad that you were able to track it down. <laughs> you remember those days, eh? <laughs> I remember those days uh, all too well, Rob. You know, it could have been 2 a.m. in the morning and uh, I knew I had practice in the morning with either Free State Stars or, you know, or Pirates. So great memories indeed, but I wouldn't have changed a thing for the world. You know, I wouldn't have changed it. Yeah, I, th- I think so too. So lots of questions coming through. Keep them coming. 0605 at 42250. Bradley uh, Carnell, my guest tonight on the Legends Show. One on one with football's living legend. Ladies and gentlemen, your legend is here. All right, uh, Freddie Gozen and Pachella says, uh, Bradley, wow, such a humble yet well, uh, very well-educated, polished left-footed player uh, that we witnessed uh, marauding uh, the left flank, as expected, uh, deep uh, quality cut crosses that he had. Specialist in crosses, set pieces, uh, I suspect and I respect the value, uh, Brad, as a rare left breed uh, in the white community to come and, and represent his craft. All right, lots of your voice notes coming through let, let me revisit those thanks for your patience brad um the the toughest opponent in germany that you faced uh, do you remember who that person would have been i mean i i do and i can and i can mention a whole bunch of them you know and i'm, I'm not just going to go for the hardest one maybe or, or the most famous one like uh frank ribery or iron robin or what have you, you know so obviously coming up against those guys week in week out um but there was another guy played for Bayern Munich way back, uh, like, 98, 99, 2000, 2001. Uh, Brazo Salihamidzic, um, he's a sporting director of Bayern Munich now. Uh, he was uh, sort of similar stature to myself, but we always had a good right battle with each other, uh, just in terms of work rate, energy, aggression. You know, he, were, he had some great quality as well. Um, and I think that would be, yeah, I think my my most, without being the biggest star that I've ever come against, you know. So Salih Hamicic was definitely a guy that uh, I had to earn my money uh, playing against. And, and for those who didn't follow at the time, how, how did your move to Germany come about uh, while you were still, you know, a player here in South Africa? Then the next thing, it was a big move. Well, if I track down, you know, all the little links that happened before then, um I think we went on a U20 tournament um, to France. Uh, there's, a, there's an annual tournament in France uh, to, in Toulouse. Um, and uh, I, one of the people from Stuttgart back in the day, his wife was actually South African. Um, and uh, he was the assistant to the general manager at the time um, and the legal consultant. And uh, he, he, from time to time, he would travel up and down uh, to Cape Town and he would catch me on the television and he followed me for like two, three years. And he was always like, hmm, this guy's pretty good. You know, I'd like to, if I ever got a job in football at some higher level, then maybe I can try and, uh, 
get this kid uh, a chance, a trial, or what have you. And then um, when he found about uh, you know about the tournament in in Toulouse, he he sent one of the scouts, uh, Herbert Breen. He sent one of the scouts to to watch the games and what have you, and it came back pretty positive. And he phoned me a couple of days later and said, yeah, listen, our scouts are out to watch you. I've been watching you and monitoring you. Um, and he wasn't really a football guy. He was more of a, uh, a football fan in that aspect, but he was more of a, a legal consultant and an administration guy. So people didn't really value his opinion. Um, and since then, he's went on to have a great career as a sporting director at various Bundesliga clubs. So, um, you know, I was kind of his first uh, signing, put it as you would as you would have it. And uh, him and I are really good friends still today. So, yeah, listen, there's a, uh, there's a bit of a, a, a deeper background, you know, and, mm-hmm. it, and it goes back, uh, delves back into some of the history books. And, uh, yeah, I'm just fortunate that somebody was able to give me the opportunity, you know, that uh, I aspired to be and I was trying to be. Uh, and, and to play in Europe. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was really a blessing in disguise. And I think with your discipline, Brad, it didn't take long for you to establish yourself and your name as well as the kind of consistency that we've always seen come out of you. Uh, Fortin Lala on Twitter says, is Bradley Connell now a U.S. citizen or is he there purely on coaching? <laughs> no, I'm purely here on coaching. Um, I'm still on a South African passport. And uh, as as it stands now, my visa runs out on the 31st of uh, December uh, of this year. So it's going to be oh. uh, a tricky one. You know, the contract ends now in December, so we'll have to see where that takes us. And uh, like I said, we're cranking every day, and uh, uh, it's kind of, uh, you know, the, the club comes first. You know, the club has been amazing to everybody now during this time. Um, and us as a coaching staff now, we've just... Uh, um, adapted into these new roles, working from home and, and trying to engage the players and, and trying to do the best job that we can. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's going to be a little bit of un- uncertain terms uh, or times uh, going forward when the league does resume and if it does resume in what in in, in what fashion and and what is the norm. So yeah, listen, uh, we're just going to have to take things day by day and be a little bit spontaneous. <laughs> But what do you think is going to happen, though, Brad? I mean, we, we talk about December like it's far, far away. And I was just saying at the top of the show before uh, we put you on the line just how, <laughs> how quickly this year is going. Although we are in lockdown, although things seem to have slowed down, but I, I almost remember speaking to George Dennelly last week right here on the yeah. very same platform. <laughs> and it's another Friday, and it's just rumbling through so quickly. I can't believe it's almost the end of April. And the next thing it will be you know, heading towards December. What's the likelihood? What are the options, though? Because you, you want to continue being that side, don't you? Yeah, listen, um, I want to, I always said, I want to work at the best level I can. Um, and and to let the folks know, you know, on your program that, you know, our network database is, uh, you know, it, it spans over four different teams. You know, there's a team in Brazil, America, Austria, Germany. So, our network base. So the the Red Bull brand, you know, it's, it's very loyal to its uh, staff, you know. Um, and all I can say is, on my side, and and like I said, the coaching staff, we're just trying to do the best job possible. And when we when we hit the ground running, when we stay, when we get back to playing games, we just want to give ourselves the best argument now to uh, continue this working relationship. You know, um, there's no there's nobody can uh, see into the future, and uh, we we have to take each day as it comes, and uh, our coaching staff has come up with a little motto now of 1% better each day, you know, so 
Mm. Just getting, you know, do something that you didn't do yesterday. Just try and implement something uh, new. Just try and uh, go into a new avenue on this day. Read this article uh, on the following day. So there's a few different things there. We're just uh, honing in on our craft and, uh, you know, really knocking heads together and and coming up uh, with new ideas and hopefully solutions for for when times do get tough. And, uh, yeah, listen, I'm a loyal person. So, you know, I think everyone who's tracked me throughout my career uh, I'm best staying at home or at a club where I feel comfortable. And uh, uh, you look at my career in Germany. I spent 12 years there, and I spent 10 years at two basically clubs, uh, five and a half years at, at Stuttgart and four and a half years at Karlsruhe. So between those two, I spent the bulk of my, my career in Germany. So, you know, I prefer longevity as opposed to a one-flash, you know, one, uh, one-flash wonder or, a, you know, one-hit wonder. So, um yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying this process for sure. I've learned a hell of a lot. Um, and yeah, there was, there was talk when Jesse Marsh, my former head coach here, when he went over to, to Salzburg, there was a bit of talk there if I was joining him, um, as his assistant. So, you know, there's always little, uh, possibilities, permutations, you know, just, you know, taking now two coaches out of New York, really, you know, how much does that impact the New York team? And then, you know, there's a couple of things that, uh, you know, our head analyst also went over to Salzburg. So, mm-hmm. you know, that would have, uh, you know, there were certain things that you, you either pros and cons, and there were just too many cons, you know, to impact now what was what we were building here. And uh, Chris Armas, our current head coach now, who was the previous assistant coach, um, he's got a great vision and a good mentality, and him and I are really uh, similar, cut from the same cloth, same ideas, um, and we really enjoy working with each other. So, yeah, I could imagine working here long term. Um, yeah, so, and it's all up to us. You know, we just have, we have to be in the mindset that we've prepared the team in the right way and we've given us the best platform for success. So, yeah, whatever comes, you know, I've always had a little saying as well from the age of 16. I've always had a saying, come what may. And, yes. you know, if uh, my close friends know me, I'm always, yeah, come what may. Yeah, it's, it's, it's never really an out on our terms, but we can try as best to put it on our terms, you know. Oh, beautiful, man. Come what may. I love that. Uh, Bradley Connell uh, with us right here on Marawa Sports Worldwide. Uh, the other question that came through from Sandile uh, on the voice note was, what happened that night, that dreadful night, 6-1? <laughs> hey, was, tell us the inside having, story. I was, a, <laughs> I was having a chuckle when I was hearing that, you know, during the, the break, and I'm hearing these questions, and I, I hope somebody was going to ask me about the World Cup 2002 uh, Spain game because I get you know lambasted with that one <laughs> so I was hoping that yeah. one was going to come up as well um, so yeah listen that night uh, yeah it was a tough night to swallow for sure um, I think we were leading going into the change room um, yeah. at half time um, and the spirit seemed to be pretty good um, and you know there's always a directive you know from us as coaches Um were we too hard on the on the guys? Were we too soft on the guys? Um, I, I don't foresee it being anything tactical. You know, I don't think there was any major changes there coming out in the second half. Uh, I can't recall that now. You know, just uh, I can't imagine how many other games I've covered since since then. <laughs> I can't imagine that there were any huge changes. Um, and again, just you know, for some reason, um, when the first goal was conceded, we kind of just fell into a, a little slump and we really, you know, lacked a bit of 
fight back, you know, bounce back effect, you know, on the night. And, uh, yeah, listen, some of these nights happen. I've been part of teams that have folded and, and it's, you know, I don't, I don't consider myself as a loser. I don't consider myself as, uh, you know, quitting when the going gets tough. I, I really don't see myself like that. And I know Mushin doesn't, and I know that whole team didn't. And sometimes, you know, certain games just impact you in a certain way. And no matter what you can do, uh, the ball rolls in a different way. So um, as much as I would love to now really recall those even, that evening and, and go into finer details, uh, you know, things were loud in the change room. That's all, you know, I can remember that. Things were loud. Um, I don't think things were very negative. Uh, you know, I just, uh, you know, machine had his way. You know, I had my way uh, with the guys. And, yeah, I don't think there was anything really um, out of the norm, to to be fair. Um, so uh, I think that first goal we conceded, you know, just, yeah, put holes in our sails a little bit. And, uh, yeah, obviously the knock-on effect was, was huge after that. And, yeah, um, no, not great memories for sure. And the picture on uh, Twitter that uh, circulates oh, from the time meme. to time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that is a classic and, meme, and people, though, eh? You know, these type of experiences we have to go through as people, as, as coaches, as players, you know, because you don't know what's on the other side. After, if it was all plain sailing, everybody would do it, right? So everybody would would be doing the same thing. Everyone would be living their dream as a coach or a player if it was always that easy. But, you know, when it's, when it's minus 12 degrees and snowing, um, then you want to see the guys who, who really wake up for it and, and they really live it, you know. Um, and I think that's, that's an important message for everybody, you know. It's, things can happen and, and they're allowed to happen because that's the only way we can grow, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Bradley Connell, uh, the stories, the tales. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we've still got more questions that came through from those voice notes. We'll take more of the voice notes. We'll check out what's happening on social media. People have been excited uh, since late this afternoon when we broke the news that uh, Bradley Connell uh, will be catching up with us right here on Marawa Sports Worldwide. 060584 Marawa Sports Worldwide. Daniel, Bulaeni, Mudao. Uh, I remember the first time when he came, when he came to Sundowns, you know. So I was the captain, so I have some uh, 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 beaches over. So uh, when the niggas are too, no, too, no, too, no, too. No. That's chewing gum, people. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, I'm guy too. No, 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 my man, why are you giving me too? I got to it. So, I'm giving me pills. No, it's not pills. Man, it's chewing gum. What do you Hey, man, please, man, bring. Apricot. Yeah, apricot. Yes, yes, one of the apricot. Hey, man, what tata you want to imagine? What's the schedule has changed, but the quality remains the same. This Wednesday night, Perfection takes over from Sport at 10. Perfection, heroes and legends of sport. Dirk Nowitzki, mightiest maverick. Nowitzki on the pull-up, punts it in. Ten-point game with 340. Sally Fitzgibbons, Aussie all-rounder. 
You know, I don't go into any event thinking, oh, I can't win it. I, I want to go in, I want to win, I want to win the world title. Chad Leclerc, slain the giant. This man wins Chad Leclerc. Stunning race, <laughs> an even more stunning result. The last 10 metres out there is an iconic moment in Olympic history. This is Perfection on SABC One, Wednesday, 29 April at 10pm. Proudly brought to you by SABC Sport. Notice to all employers, did you know that the filing season is now open? You can now submit your 2019 return of earnings from 1 April to 31 May 2020. Due to the coronavirus scourge, you are encouraged to submit your 2019 return of earnings online. To file your ROE, go to www.labor.gov.za, click Online Services, click on ROE Online, and click Employer Registration and ROE Submission. Remember, the deadline for filing your ROE is the 31st of May 2020. For more information, call 0860-105-350 or www.labor.gov.za. The Compensation Fund, working for you. Marawa Sports Worldwide. Sometimes we are disturbed. cool That's why we need to get famous. <laughs> from Rodipot. Um actually I don't know if a lot of people know that you started playing soccer as a striker and uh, quite a deadly striker for that matter and it was quite a surprise when I saw you uh, moving uh, and playing uh, on left back and I think that changed when you went to um, to Kaiser Chiefs and later to Germany to play. Uh, you're quite a, a highly accomplished um, a footballer, and I was actually looking forward to see you uh, staying longer uh, at Pirates. Uh, but I wish you well. I'm not too sure what's happening with your um, opportunity in America, but all of the best uh, in your future, Andrew. Hello there, hello there, Robert. Hello there. Thanks for bringing the legend himself. Yo, Bradley Canel. Yo, that guy. I remember him at Vets. I also remember him at Kaiser Chiefs when he used to win forward. His moves were good. Also, defending. That was a legend. Also, playing for Fan number Fan and Andrew I remember him very well. That guy. Yo, I like that Bradley Canel. It's so good for bringing him back. One-on-one with football's living legend. I love, I love, thank you so much. I love your energy. They love Bradley Cornell. And why not? Andrew said, remembers him as a striker. Then he moved to left back as well, 100%. Uh, but the previous questions, though... Um, Somebody asked, I think it was Modise, and Modise was asking um, if you have any South African players that are playing for your team, and if not, why not? 
So, first of all, Rob, no, we, we don't. Um, we don't have any South Africans as well as, uh, as much as I would love to have a couple of in there. Um, you know, our, our style of play is very significant. You know, it's a very unique style of play. Um, and it requires a certain skill set. Um, so, and the more I delve into a, a couple of the, uh, uh, the archive, not even the archives, a couple of the, the, the squads, uh, that the PSL has to offer, you know, one thing that we've neglected in, in South Africa, I think, is giving giving youngsters opportunity to to sort of play and and to yeah gain the experience at a young age. So we we pride ourselves on a young group, a young squad, a hungry mentality, um, and and we play like really high energy, uh, action packed soccer or football. So for me, you know, looking into into the squads, uh, I can give you a little inside secret, uh, Percy Tao came on our table uh, before we started the season, um, and we were trying hard. I tried really hard to get Percy on board, um, and then he decided, and obviously I think everyone can understand, if you if you have a chance to play Champions League soccer or, or go play in the MLS, I think, uh, you know, a guy who's in his prime of his career um, would choose the, the Champions League soccer, and he, changed, he opted out for Bruges. So, um, you know, so, but again, I'm always... Uh, adventurous in exploring our market um, in Africa as well as South Africa. And, uh, yeah, when I when I make a recommendation, um, I know it needs to fit the right profile of our of our philosophy. You know, it's not just uh, the fact of getting the best player. It, it's maybe, you know, it's not the best player, but it's the best player for our way and our philosophy. So, yeah, there's a couple of interesting guys um, in in the market for sure. Um, but sometimes they're just a, a couple of years too old. And uh, when we find a decent, talented player, it doesn't. It's not just a case of a coach going, "Hey, yeah, I like this guy. Let's sign him up." It has to go through all the different avenues. And there's, you know, um, sporting director, scouting director, head of global sports. Now, you know, Ralph Rangnick gets involved. So there's a there's a whole sort of protocol to follow. Um, and every player, you know, we bounce around players. We get players brought on our table so there's a lot of uh you know exchanges of of names on the tables um but uh, at the end of the day the the head of scouting and the head of global sporting they they decide on you know if it if it is ultimately the right fit for this coaching staff and and the right fit for the red bull philosophy oh bradley man jeez look at the time I don't know when you're going to be back in the country. Um, do let us know. Hopefully you pop around, you come visit us. Um, there's so much football discussions to be had. And when you talk, uh, and I know what a deep analyst and lover of the game you are, and, uh, and, and just to see and watch your growth and, and your maturity within the coaching realms also excites us a great deal. You have a lot to impart to South Africans, make us understand again. I mean, we were just, when was it yesterday? Um, we're chanting the name Landon Donovan uh, came up in the conversation yeah. that we were having here on the show and uh, being somebody who really propelled football in the United States of America to being what it is today. Uh, I think there are a lot of stories that we would share and use and, and, and be of value to us as well as talking about your experiences in the under 23s. I'm at look, look, I mean, what a journey that was for you and how many memories that we still have as far as that era is concerned. But I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart and the hearts of so many South Africans that I'm sure you heard in the voice notes that love you, appreciate you and are very proud of your journey. 
yeah, just uh, in awe of, of, of the su- support I've received from everybody, you know, and, and listening to uh, the feedback from, from the listeners and the, the fans, and it's really humbling and uh, quite emotional for sure, and uh, it's great going down memory lane, and uh, I always love being on your show, Rob, and uh, hopefully, you know, we'll get uh, together soon, and hopefully we can... Uh, yeah, I can uh, be a guest in, on your show or something like that because, uh, yeah. yeah, you know, home is always home for sure. Yeah, so thank Let's you shake it up. again for having me on the show. <laughs> I thought you were going to be sure. speaking, you know, you're going to be like, yo, man, so Bradley Connell, man, what's up, man? I'm from the United States of America and all, you know. No, but, you uh, can't. <laughs> local, locally, still very much lacquer, you know, so we don't want to forget that too soon. <laughs> Keep it locked so like that, safe, Bradley. And, and everybody, stay safe, yeah, Brad. Stay safe, Please stay safe. All right. Love to the family. Cheers, eh? Cheers. Take care. Bye-bye. All the way from New Jersey, the United States of America. Bradley Connell.